WGN. Dr. Dana Barbell joins us every other Friday. She's Chicago's exotic pet vet and the chief veterinary officer for the North American veterinary community. Halloween's coming up. Are there things that we should do to protect our animals other than please do not let them out because it's easy (laughs) opening the door for trick-or-treaters and they, they escape. It is. You know, this is another one of those holidays, Lisa, where really, just like 4th of July, we're really worried about pets getting lost. So, you know, I think think twice about, you know, taking your dog trick-or-treating. Most dogs, the lights, the dark, the costumes, it's just going to be too much for even even very, very good dogs. It's just too much stimulation, too much going on, too many strange people. A lot of dogs would just prefer to stay home. And, you know, at home, yeah, think about ways to be creative. We always take part of our screen door off so we don't have to open it, and it's just one less chance for those dogs to sneak past your legs, run out, get lost, get scared, um, rightly so, and, you know, have a hard time finding them around this time of year. So definitely use a lot of caution and think twice before taking your dog trick-or-treating next week. Yeah, and what if they get into the candy? Oh, that's the other thing Halloween's known for. You just reminded me. (laughs) This is another big chocolate season. So remember, I mean, a lot of candy is safe for dogs. You don't have to, I mean, not... Again, don't feed them Jolly Ranchers. You're going to have right, a, right. a very interesting problem on your hands then. Um, but, you know, again, one, if your Labrador grabs a Reese's peanut butter cup, don't panic. But most Labradors and most big dogs, if they get into candy, they're going to go to town. So they're going to get a lot. Um, by all means, try and keep candy out of reach of dogs. If you have an accident, Keep your emergency veterinarians and your regular veterinarians' phone numbers nearby to see, to check with them. Because depending on the amount they get, what kind of candy it is, how big your dog is, all these things matter as to whether we need to try and induce vomiting or maybe just even watch them for an upset stomach. So really varies. And again, Keep the candy up. Do the best you can. Dogs are tricky and super, super sneaky. Oh, yeah. Where they know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Hey, uh, we have a question. Lisa, please ask Dr. Varbo what I can do for my two-year-old Great Pyrenees who gets ear infections too frequently. Sandy wants to know Ooh. if there's anything she's doing wrong or what she could do to help prevent them. Or Yeah, ear infections. You know, so if if you haven't seen a great Pyrenees, they're these, they're wonderful dogs. They're big, but they're super, super duper fluffy too. Big, white, thick coats. And when they're getting ear infections, two things come to mind. Make sure you're doing a regular cleaning. So get a good ear cleaning product either from the pet store or talk to your veterinarian. If you have a pet that gets a lot of ear infections, it's probably worth the extra couple of bucks to get one from your veterinarian just because they're a little bit stronger, a little bit higher powered. And make sure you're cleaning your dog's ears regularly. Um, Again, fluffy dogs, poodle mixes, poodles, they tend to have a lot of hair in their ears, and that can lead to ear infections. But... The big secret is if you have a dog who's getting chronic, chronic, chronic ear infections more than three or four times a year, for example, they probably have an underlying food allergy. And the most common food allergies are things that are in every dog food, chicken and beef. 
So it's probably time to talk to your vet about what other foods you can try to help basically protect their skin because the inside of the ears are essentially just skin. So that's probably why you're seeing so many ear infections. Interesting. That mm-hmm. Because, you know, Hank's been on shots. I'm on the second shot. It hasn't yeah. made any difference. <laughs> He's got goop oh. from his eyes. He gets ear infections. And I've tried yeah. several foods, but um, I'll, con- I'll continue on. Um, yeah, a- those are hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, long thing. Yeah. Since it is Halloween weekend, pumpkin is often used to help dogs, like a can of pumpkin. Mm-hmm. In what instance do you use that? Yeah, so pumpkin's kind of my favorite bland diet food. So pumpkin has a lot of fiber, both soluble and insoluble fiber. So it actually really makes for a great dog treat. Who knew, right? Um, And you can use the canned pumpkin, not the pie filling that's got sugar and some other things added to it, but canned pumpkin, which is readily available these days, or if you have fresh pumpkins at home, you can carve up clean pieces of pumpkin for your pet. And the reason to use it is that fiber can help if your dog's got an upset stomach or diarrhea or not eating well. It's actually a great treat. So just pumpkin by itself. Sometimes if we're carving pumpkins, which we'll probably do this weekend, I will actually save chunks of the pumpkin, set them aside, and use them as a little, like, fun treat for my dog. So sprinkle it on top of their dog food, and you can use it raw. You can bake it. Um, there's even some recipes online where you can bake and freeze pumpkin for dog treats in the future, and it is a oh. great dog treat. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Donna's on the phone. Yeah. I want to get a quick question in. What's your question for Dr. Varble? Oh, I have you know bearded what? dragons. Every time my grandson comes and stays with me, I end up with his, his beardies. Um, I, they get worms. I don't feed them crickets because that's not allowed in the apartment um, because of bugs, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what I give them a lot of greens and fruit and vegetables. But what can I? What's the best fruit and vegetable, or what shouldn't I give them? Well, you know what? I think yeah. you're talking, uh, Doctor Varble. You have a bearded dragon, don't you? I do, yeah. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't anymore, but I used to, yeah. And they're great pets. So the they are so veggies, they really are. <laughs> no one really, until you've had one, people are just like, oh, it's a lizard. I'm like, no, 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 no. They have a whole lot of personality. And so there's some interesting things with bearded dragons. One of the reasons they make good pets is because they're kind of there. You know, I was just talking about Labradors and how if you're going to get a Labrador, they're probably going to get into the whole bowl of candy. Bearded dragons are the Labradors of the reptile world. I have seen them eat some really crazy things, but they also kind of get weird about eating sometimes. So the best vegetables to give them are dark leafy greens. Think about collard greens, dandelion greens, those types of things. You can mix in a little bit of like romaine, green leaf lettuce, but think about those kind of dark, rich, leafy greens. They are, now, fruit. Fruit is still a lot of sugar. It's not ideal for most bearded dragons, but I will tell you this, because so many of them are really good eaters, 
fruit can be a great little treat. And you can also use fruit to like sprinkle it on top of their healthier foods to get them to not just eat junk food. So blueberries. <laughs> it sounds like a teenager. <laughs> it is. It's like you have to mix, you have to like sneak in their health food. Um, so sometimes if I have a bearded dragon that's really, really picky about their salads, we always cook, say, you know, joke that they need good salads. Um, but I'll, what I'll do is I'll take a bunch of raspberries and chop them up really aggressively or take a bunch of frozen ones. And even you could even put them in the blender if you're feeling really excited. And you kind of smoosh that all over their health food. And they get so excited about the raspberries, they eat some of their greens. Ta-da! Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like sneaking broccoli in your kid's macaroni and cheese. Like, Absolutely. You do what you have to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a very happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy and safe Halloween. Yes, especially for our pets. That is Dr. Dana Varble, Chicago's exotic pet vet, and uh, she's here every other Friday. So if you didn't get your question in, join us a week, two weeks from today. All right, Steve's News next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own WGN.